Kara Zorilla escapes the dying planet of Krypton. She is delayed on her way to Earth. When she gets here 24 years later, she becomes Earth's newest hero, Supergirl. Welcome to the Krypton Report, a Supergirl podcast brought to you by Southgate Media. I am your host, Tyler Patrick. You can find me at JTYPatrick on Twitter. So let's get started on what's going on today in the world of the Kryptonians. Today I have a special guest. You might recognize his voice from all his possible shows here on Southgate Media. I'll let him tell you all about that. But I want to welcome Mr. Phil Parrish. Alright, so I'm recording this as I'm driving. Got the podcast recorder out just because I'm extremely excited. I couldn't wait to talk about this. Just read that they're cast. Well, the Man of Steel, Mr. Dean Kane, Rose and Clark Superman, to be on Supergirl, as well as the original Kara Zor-El from the 1978, no wait, 82? I can't remember. I am the girl and I'll edit this out. And the original Kara Zor-El from the Supergirl film, Helen Slater. Now, this is awesome news just because not only do I enjoy those actors and what they brought to their individual elements from the individual series to the characters. But Superman-based television shows have had a history of respecting the universe. Um, it dates back to Superman the movie had the original serials Superman, Kirk Allen, as Lois Lane's father in a quick scene on the train as well as Neil O'Neill, the original Lois Lane, as her mother. Now, when you get into Rose and Clark, the TV series, uh, original Jimmy Olsen, Jack Larson appeared on an episode, so did Phil's Coates, the Lois Lane from the serials. When you get into Smallville, Smallville played a huge tribute to the Superman mythos by having not only Christopher Reeve, Margot Kidder, Dean Cain, uh, Terrence Stamp, Terry Hatcher, and Helen Slater all appear in the series. And Mark McClure. Don't want to forget anyone. So we have two different Superman, Supergirl, two Lois Lanes, a Jimmy Olsen, and a Zod all appear in Smallville. So the tradition of passing down the torch and bringing in actors who had previously been in a series before is still strong in Supergirl, and that makes me happy. So I'm really excited. I'm wondering who they're going to be. Uh, we know they cast Supergirl's mother already, so I wonder who Helen Slater might play, and I wonder more who Dean Cain might play. So, it, it's exciting. It's exciting. Um, you know, I, I'm a big, big Superman fan, and Supergirl. I love my Kryptonians. So, see this just, it just makes me very happy. But let's get on with today's show, and, just want to throw this out there for everybody. Uh, if you get a chance, leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you think of the show so we can improve. Alright? You can also hit us up on Twitter at LastDaughterPod. So, we changed the name up, make it a little easier. So, uh, on with the show. Feeling without her powers, without having to use kryptonite. Oh, someone that could be strong, could be anything. Could be, you know, adapting other people's voices, adapting their skills. 
definitely my choice for a villain. So we'll see what the rest of the hosts have to say when we bring it up to them later, Dean. Hi, it's great to be here. <laughs> it's great uh, to talk to you, Tyler. I never get to speak to you. I know it's like it's like wow, we never get to talk. It's it's crazy how this works out. But uh, before we get started in this week's uh, discussion, what are your thoughts going through your head right now with the upcoming Supergirl series? Uh, probably with like a lot of these shows, I'm like I'm hoping for the best, but I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah, because I don't know. Um, it's just a lot of times I don't know. Writing it, female character. Well, it doesn't matter if male or female character. I just like I just want to know that they can stick sort of hero close thinking and their face they were making. Yeah. Has any of the casting jumped out at you yet? Uh, not really, but just because. Well, except for like Kane and uh, Helen Slater. That I mean, like main characters. I'm not like I'm not familiar with those actors. Yeah. I hear you. I'm hear you. We would like to have the honest opinions of our uh, fellow nerd casters. But I kind of like that sometimes with the superhero show, like if I don't know the actors. Paid off the flash, I'll tell you that's for sure. Like, yeah, yeah, and Arrow, yeah, because, you know, you get too big a name, and it's just like... You don't oh. see the character. Exactly. Hence Ryan Reynolds is great lantern, but that's another day to discuss. But, um, now, another question I'd like to ask all my guests. <clears throat> what is a villain that you think would appear on Supergirl? Like, considering we, we discussed it as being part of the Flash Arrow universe, what is a villain do you think you'd like to see appear on the Supergirl show? Uh, you think you'd have to have somebody pretty either smart or powerful just to make, you know, for her food, somebody challenge that power level. I don't know. Do you think she needs her own version of Lex? Or? You know, we have a theory going about that. Uh, we mentioned in the earlier episode that uh, her sister's name is Alexandria. And that's kind of an interesting name for picking something for your sister, huh. for, for a character. Uh, one that I was thinking of when I was watching Superman the Animated Series, uh, and, and Batman the Animated Series was Livewire. There you go. I thought that'd be kind of a cool, it's a female villain, um, you know, she fought Superman, and then she fought Supergirl in that Supergirl-Batgirl crossover episode, so I thought that could be a really unique and different kind of character to come onto the show and just take care of some Supergirl business. It'd be nice to see, like, a hard twin or something, I'll never put it on. Yeah, because now they won't even use her for, again, for Arrow, even though we've got that nice little tease, they won't even let that come back into play anywhere, so. Just for Joker. But even because, isn't her name, uh, the first name's Zedelia? Uh, isn't like, isn't like Delia dead? Was he a virtual Joker's daughter or something? Uh, yeah, I'm, try I'm trying to remember now, but I'm, like, the two one. I think, but, like, <laughs> her last name was dead, but I don't think she had any relation to Harvey, which is a completely stupid idea for naming. <laughs> yeah, now I'm trying to remember the origin. I think she had nothing with any of them. Yeah, she was crazy, go figure. But she's just an obsessed fan who found Joker's face and decided to wear it. It's really creepy. But all right, enough of that. So moving on, happier things. In, in this week's episode, we're, we had discussed before the casting of Hank Henshaw to be on the show, and in the show, Hank. It's a government agent for a department that was made up for the show. I don't know why he could be part of Argus, keep that going, but whatever. Um, something, I have it here in my notes somewhere. Hold on. 
and maybe not. But anyways, it's some new department about watching humans with powers. And so what we're talking about today is where the character comes from, his importance, and where it could lead. So, Phil, are you familiar with Mr. Hank Henshaw? Yes, I am. I uh, I read every his work in last week. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Getting over a little bit of cold, I apologize. Won't you uh, fill in the listeners about his origins? Well, I think he appeared for Peter Thor, but first, like, full appearance with the Adventures of Superman War 6, I believe. Yep. Him, his wife, and two other astronauts went up into space. So there's four of them. Uh, they get hit with green radiation, and they, when they crash right back to Earth, they come back down with fantastic powers. Maybe this is what Josh Trink is making. <laughs> And basically, uh, the, the power may still be up to, like, one crazy. Henshaw looked like he'd done with, uh, rotting for everyone's eyes, but then he found he put his mind conscious of different, uh, mechanical and technological things. And eventually, he found Superman, the ship that brought Superman to Earth, created a little best for himself, and then his consciousness found into space. Only in a comic book. Until he went crazy and came back by looking which is the big, big place that we're going to touch on, because I think that's where everyone knows him from. Like, when you hear Hank Henshaw, like I think it was really cool the fact that they brought that character back in some way. But when everyone thinks of Henshaw, the first thing they think of, probably even the only thing they think of, is Cyborg Superman. Um, now, during the time when they killed Superman in the comics, the death of the Superman, they had four different ways and ideas to bring him back, and they did all four different variations. One was the cyborg Superman that most people believed was the real Superman because all the cybernetic parts represented parts that were heavily damaged in Superman's battle with Doomsday. Yes. You know, you had Superboy the clone, the Eradicator, which was like some sort of protoplasmic entity. Yeah, he was like an energy being kind of created a body, you know, that looked back like Superman, so. And then, of course, the last one was Sweet Steel, Mr. John Henry Irons. But, uh, what's interesting is you get the, you get the Hank Henshaw comes back, and he, basically, he thinks he blames Superman for the death of his wife, and you find out he becomes the villain. See, you can the song when he's Hank Henshaw. Uh, he's like, no, no one should blame Superman for anything. But Henshaw turned out to be the villain, basically, of the entire death of Superman. He kills the Eradicator. I think he throws him into the sun, doesn't he? The Eradicator? Yeah. Yeah. And then you have Superboy and Steel, and then the real Superman comes back, and they're all forced to fight Henshaw. The only one that Henshaw is actually in league with who? Uh, Mongol? Mongol. It was all a plan for Mongol. Um, you know, in the... It's very easy to find random Superman comics you can find them at some shops for ten cents, twenty five cents, uh, specials. Yeah, trade. It's a very interesting, it's a very good story. Um, now, Henshaw appears in the New Fifty Two as an advanced prosthetics researcher, uh, and um, he's working on a reactivation of the program for androids called Spartan. Let's see. Um, the cybernetic Superman has, is not connected to Henshaw in the New 52. The New 52 cyber Superman was, I'm not telling you, because it's an extremely awesome story, and I don't want to spoil it, even though I'll probably end up spoiling it later in another uh, cast of this show when I talk about Terra in the New 52. <laughs> 
Well, so you know the origin of the, the new 52 cyborg Superman? Yes, I do. So do you think maybe the show who's Hank Henshaw is a red herring that reveal, and then they'll have a cyborg Superman who's origin more like the 52 cyborg? Forget. Forget. Um, and the last was, if you read Smallville Season 11, Hinsh- Hinshaw is introduced as an astronaut pilot with his wife that is going into space, and there's an accident that you find out it's actually set by Luthor in an attempt to spray out a radiation that will cover Superman so that Luthor can track his actions around the world. Uh, Hinshaw gets third-degree burns, and Dr. Neil Hamilton tries to treat him, um, but he ends up going through experimental uh, tests and having his consciousness transferred into a drone by legs. It sounds like kind of like the Metallo from the animated series. And then, uh, you know, Superman stops him and gets Henshaw to actually stay in Star Labs and let Hamilton assist him. So it's an interesting take on the character. But here's like what Phil was just saying. They bring in Hank Henshaw, and I wonder in some ways they just bring him in for a namesake. Like, hey, here's this character from the comics. You know the name, because he's African-American now. Which is fine, except he can't really be Cyborg Superman. Like, it's a dead giveaway he's not really Superman. Well, that's my, that was my other question, too. Is are they, they really can't call him Cyborg Superman. Not Superman. Maybe. They, they call him Cyborg Superman. They, they, put out the, uh, they put out a cast list for a man... To be Superman, they're gonna shoot and film it, and my prediction is they're gonna do something kind of like anyone who's ever watched Birds of Prey, when they do these flashback cutscenes of Batman and Catwoman where you really can't focus and see them, they're gonna do something because it threw me for a loop. Because my prediction was I was I thought that this Supergirl that we were gonna get was gonna be like this amalgam type where her story is gonna be more mirrored like the story of Superman and she would be like the Superman of this world. There wouldn't be Cal. We would just have Supergirl. Uh, I thought that was kind of a bold move because I think there's some there's certain characters that it's hard to do without the ones that kind of create things, such as like you couldn't really do Nightwing without Batman or some sort of Batman references. Because <laughs> if you did, I feel like you're losing part of the core of who Nightwing is. So I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. That's always tricky. Like, you mentioned Superman, not, like, the origin kind of funky. It seems like, where's my room? Exactly. I mean, this is supposed to connect with the Flash Arrow universe. We've never heard of Superman. I'm pretty sure that would be a pretty big deal. Yeah, that was my question. I think what power comes around that. So, I don't know. That's, we're going to have to wait and see. It's still so much speculating. But, uh, I'm interested to see how Henshaw plays out, but part of me, like I said, feels that he's just, like, a name. Like, we need a character from the comics. Just use Hank Henshaw and we'll rewrite his story just so they feel like they have someone to identify with. So, I don't know. I, I So much of his core story involved the space program, which they could still do. Um, but, well, I don't know. We'll see where it plays out. I mean, I think the problem is, I don't know if Supergirl has, like, really a lot of robes of her own. I found some, and we're going to get into that in a later a later discussion about some of the characters I think really reflect hard on Supergirl, but at the same time, I think the majority of her villains are villains from others. In the same way, I think that Arrow has been uh, criticized for some of the villains that he goes up against. Uh, people have said a bit more Batman villains, and some, yes, some, no. 
racial. <laughs> what? 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 But um, well, like I said, I think you know there should be some villains that would be really cool to see what they do with them. Like like Livewire, they brought her in. It'd be a cool cool uh, person to have. But what are you, any final thoughts, Ben, on Supergirl and Mr. Henshaw? Uh, no. Eager to see what they do. All right. Well, you heard it first here that Phil is eager to see what happens, and we're not really sure who Supergirl is going to fight after she fights Lumberjack. So, anything you want to plug or say, Phil, before we say goodbye to the, the listeners today? Um. Well, like Tyler said, I'm on a lot of shows. I'm on Before the Bad Bat, which is a Gotham podcast with Tyler himself, Kelly. Oh yeah. Uh, Tyler and I also do World's Finest, which if you subscribe to the show, you get. And I'm also on two Marvel shows, uh, Marvel Review and Super Connectivity with the Marvel master himself, Charlie Ezzer. Phil's all over. Yes. If any any comic book questions, DC, Marvel, whatever, get a hold of me at gmail.com or I am on Twitter at NightwingPDP. All right, Phil. Well, thanks for being here today with us. We'll uh, look forward to talking to you again in a future episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Krypton Report, the Supergirl podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at Krypton Report. Leave us a review on iTunes and let you know what you think, how the show can be better, your thoughts on Supergirl, and anything else you feel like chatting about. And I'll catch you next week.